0: morning Ray. Good morning John. How are you today? I'm doing great man. How are you? Good. Hey it's Thursday. I think it's the 21st of May. It is. It is cloudy outside. I can't see the temperature from here. Can you? No. Could uh, you even see the thing I'm looking at?
1: Yeah. I Do you know need where to take I, that call? I, I, what call? I don't know what you're talking about because it didn't <laughs> ring right? Did
0: you hear it ring? I did not. Okay. I see the uh, phone vibrating though in your hand. You see it vibrating.
1: I can tell from here. You guys have pretty good vision. (laughs) Uh, I'm like a cat. uh, Let me see here. Oh,
0: temperature. That's what you were asking me. It's right there. It is 60.
1: According to the weather app, it's 61 degrees outside. Oh. And it's cloudy. Well,
0: it's calm out there. It looks like a good fishing day. Every day's a good fishing day for you, John. Maybe I need one of those bumper stickers that says, uh, Amen. Any day on the lake is better than a day at work. Yeah, or something.
1: I'd rather be fishing. Yeah,
0: kind of sum it up. Yeah,
1: yeah. So here it is, May twenty first, and we're live. We're on Twitch.
0: Yeah, we are on Twitch right now. Hello, we're, everybody on we're, Twitch. We're on Twitch. <laughs> we don't have any comments yet. I don't think we have any viewers yet. It says we have four.
1: <laughs> oh, how you doing, viewers? <laughs> Please so, give us a comment. So,
0: we are here on Saturday morning sales meeting. I'm not sure if you said that. I didn't. This is Saturday morning sales meeting with John and Ray. This will be either, I think, episode 39? 39. Yeah, yeah. That we've released. Right. It's probably episode 89 yeah, that we've, uh, recorded. we've recorded. Yeah. All right. Uh, so, today we are going to uh, talk about mentoring versus managing. We are. What are the differences? Uh, what Which is better? What would you prefer to do? And I've said before,
1: it's not they're not necessarily adversarial, right? It's not we say mentoring versus managing. Yeah, as if they, I,
0: yeah some big. I made it a point that would have to be
1: versus th- that it was a battle between the two, yeah. and I think there is a there is a place for in leadership for both que, a time a time
0: to mentor and a time to manage. Porque no los dos?
1: Right. What, what does
0: that mean again? For why not the two.
1: Yeah, for why not the two. <laughs> so, within, so we're going we're gonna to get into that. We're going to get into mentoring versus managing now. Ready to go. What are uh, your thoughts, John?
0: <laughs> well, I, I haven't had my supplement today, so I'm, I'm a, a little bit rattled here. I need to... Uh, Let's see what I have. Yeah. Maybe and, we need to pause. I'll go make my supplement. Um, all right. Mentoring versus managing. So... In my view, uh, the very, very important distinction that one is basically commanding your employees on what to do in order to get a paycheck, right, and the other is on helping people evolve in their career, right, and leading them uh, to become more successful. And by doing so, the reason I think that that is an important distinction is I think that you create team. And you create success for, for the entire team by mentoring individuals versus just making sure, you know, like, I hate to say it like this, but like the Army where you say, your job is to go there and do that. Your job is to go here and do this. Yeah.
1: Now, go do your job. Well, and it's funny because I just shared on our last podcast the book that I've just recently uh, read, listened to, uh, both, uh, is um, uh, Extreme Ownership. Right. Right. Two guys who were officers in the Navy SEALs went on to develop leadership training for Navy SEALs and now have their own consulting company in leadership training. Uh, They would say that it's not as mindless as you would think or as you see in movies and television programs that the military are unique thinking individuals that ultimately they're people. So it's not that just, you know, just go, do, listen. Be a grunt. robot. Yeah. yeah. It's we need you to engage and think and come up with better ideas if, if you have them. And, and that there is more, um, especially in those that are most successful, more leadership and mentoring than there is the just, you know, don't think, just do
0: mentality. Well, that's what I've heard about the SEAL training. Uh, not that I would know anything much about that, but from what I've seen is they want to have you extremely stressed and tired and, you know, worn out and then to have you think and make good rational decisions. Right. Split second decisions. Right. Yeah. And if you can do it in those stressed environments, then you should be able to translate that over to the the Mm quote-unquote battlefield. Well, I guess I'm kind of going off on this military tangent, but I I liken sometimes when I'm doing training about scripting or, you know, I'm just looking. Oh, great. You know, everybody wants to look and get information the first day. What kind of information can I get for you today? You know, you have to have that. And uh, I liken that to... Like cleaning your gun, taking apart your gun, cleaning it, and putting it back together in the military. Yeah. You know, it's got to be done quick and with, you know, blindfolded and without even looking. You ought to be able to take your gun apart, clean it, and put it back together.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, we've referenced unconscious competence, right? Absolutely. I mean, you get to the point where you can be, there are certain activities that are just going to be innate and rote right. because you've done it so many times and you've thought about it so many times that. It's going to be automatic. You're going to start responding before you even think about what it is that you're going to say next, because it's just second nature. And that that's basically what you're
0: talking yeah, about. Yeah, I right? mean, it's training. And I think that goes back to mentoring and leadership is, is we've talked about this before. The way to be a good motivating leader is to find out what's important to your employees and then relate with the task that you want them to do. Relate that to what's important to them. Oh, yeah. They and, want to make more money. All right, here's how this will help you make more money.
1: And I think current buzzword in business in general is uh, culture. Yeah. Right? What's your company culture? What's your team's culture? Right? And, and it's that motivating factor. It's yeah. being part of a team and the benefit of being part of a team. I will... Whoa!
0: Right, I'm dropping the... You, you are. You're. What are you doing? I was just readjusting this. I know. You You can't help yourself, can you? you oh, just, are you going to finish it, your it, point or are you going to talk about the Twitch
1: stream? Well, I, I mean, I was trying to make a point and then all of a sudden you jumped over the table <laughs> and changed the
0: camera. Like, I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, something's they, going on over there. I was going to say, normally they, nobody can see that. You could have just kept talking. No, but they can't see guess it. They can't see yeah. it. Yeah, there are four people who can our, see that. Our first Twitch live stream, and we're figuring it out like that.
1: We're just spot on.
0: All right. So, so do you I, remember your point?
1: Yeah, there there are a number of ways to build a team, and I know I was reflecting back on you know, my time at the University of Florida playing football for the mm-hmm. University of Florida, and. Uh, there was a bowl game uh, back in, uh, I think it was maybe 80 or 81. Did but...
0: Tennessee win?
1: No. Yeah. <laughs> it was, yeah. It, that was, Tennessee never won. I mean, come on. Man. You, you, but those Peyton you, Manning days, whoo. Yeah, but they never beat Florida with Peyton. Did they not? No. That's well, one, was one of the reasons they – Yeah, but they still lost to Florida. So, anyway <laughs> – uh, there was a bowl game where Florida played West Virginia when Charlie Pell was there just a few years before I played. And Florida was highly favored or you know, was predicted and to win the blessed. game. And greatly blessed. No, they were predicted to win the game, and it was just a done deal. And West Virginia came in there and beat them up and down the field every quarter. And Charlie Pell was so mad at that game that he wouldn't allow anybody to watch a game film he burnt them and then buried them on the corner of the practice field. Yeah. Poured concrete over them, put a huge rock over it. <laughs> and, yeah, no, he was so mad about this game that he took those game film, burned them, planted, put them in the ground, poured concrete, put a big big rock on top of it. What's
0: his name? Charlie Pell. Po? Charlie Powell. Charlie and, Bell and when when killed you, the game film <laughs> whacked it, buried it but in the end zone. Here's the thing: when concrete you, and a rock.
1: God, you're not gonna let me. Uh, people, <laughs> on one hand, you complain because I don't finish my story, <laughs> and then you want to interrupt. Uh, I mean, yeah, there's no pleasing you, John. Uh,
0: it's entertaining for the listeners. So yeah. Uh, anyway, it's
1: a for you. <laughs> so when when we would go on the practice field. The rock was right by the entrance to the practice field. So you had to touch that rock as you walked on the practice field as a pledge that the University of Florida would never play that bad again. (laughs) Right? So these film, game films buried, concrete, rock, you touch that rock and that was your pledge. So, but built that camaraderie around, you know, even in a, a, what would be considered a failure, used it to... Make the whole team pledge, and this was still occurring many years later when Pell was gone, mm-hmm. and uh, and I was playing. That to that day, I don't know if they still do it today, but up until that point, we were still we you you could not walk on the practice field without touching that rock, and that was your pledge. University of Florida okay. would never play that bad again, but just a way to build, you know, teamwork and and togetherness. I I think uh, also when we would run onto the field on game day right i mean eighty-five thousand fans in the field or in the stadium Mm -hmm. and right before you know big build up and you know the announcer would say and here come the gators right and there was a big sign over the door that we came out of the south end zone that said pride and on your way out that door you hit that sign. Every player hit that sign on his house so door. So you're smacking a sign. You're
0: slapping a rock. Right. Yeah. But one's you know, positive reinforcement, right. one's negative, one's negative reinforcement. reinforcement.
1: But they're all pledges as a member of a team, okay. not as an individual. But saying we as a unit are going to show pride on the field today. We as a unit are pledging not to play poorly, you know, ever again. Um, so I just think I'm, you
0: know. I'm interested in how you relate that back to managing and mentoring.
1: Well, I re- in the car business, I relate it back to building a cohesive team. Okay, right? That there's there's a mission that's bigger than myself. Okay, that every person is in some respect a, a valued member of a team that is working together to produce a final goal. Okay, and I think the a good mentor can instill that in the individual, not just their own success but also their piece of the greater success of the team to to
0: increase okay. people. What, what are you laughing at? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> All right. Well, good. You've taught me so much about the Florida Gators. Uh, no, about teamwork. Okay. Do
1: you even listen when I talk?
0: I don't think. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to relate this to a dealership. I think uh, maybe we should get a big rock. Maybe we should take that one deal sheet where we Man, lost our ass. I was a little put it worried. in the time capsule, bury it in the corner I, of the showroom. I was a little put
1: a worried. rock over it. I was a little worried that you were going to miss the point, but yeah. obviously no, you, you 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 completely got exactly what I was trying to say. Is yeah, we need a rock at <laughs> and every We can slap
0: seat. A, a bad history rock and a good. How, how about a rock. sign
1: on a rock, and then we can kind of hit the sign and the rock at the same time.
0: Yeah, and one of them says you you sucked once. Don't suck like that anymore. <laughs> the other one says you killed one, it. The other one says take pride in the history of sucking right. that you have. No, yeah, well, you yeah, know, see, I had some now you want to bring up Tennessee. I had some wristbands that I got from Cardone. They said, "Don't be a little bitch." Right. Success is my duty, obligation, and responsibility. I love it. Yeah. So, well, so. We're big fans of mentoring, and we, you know, take this approach of, again, we're we're training, we're helping, we're mentoring. Uh, you know, somebody did it for us. Somebody did it for me. I, I have a huge respect for the mentors in my career. Yes, uh, that you know helped me achieve success. But on the same token, we do have a job to do, and we do need to measure KPIs and manage these things, make sure these tasks are done. Correct. You know, all the paperwork's in a deal jacket, the trades where the trade's supposed to be. Yeah. Uh, that we're doing, you know, KPIs like phone calls and emails and thank you letters and uh, prospecting, all of this stuff. So, uh, you want to hey, expand on that end of it? Yeah. Well, and again, I
1: think that that team mentality. Will not just resonate with the the individual as far as my need to improve, but also within the other people of the of the group. That if somebody is failing, right, it's all of our responsibility to help that person improve. Right, it's the it's your see your veteran senior salespeople.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, you want that kind of attitude where you know what? Let me help the new guy. And you definitely want to look at that weak link as an opportunity, right? Not just, uh, oh, that guy's yeah. never going
0: to get it. No, right? Why have getting... we done
1: everything in our power <clears throat> to try to help that guy get it, understand, motivate, uh, train, teach,
0: coach? I, mean, I think I know what you mean. I think I get it. Because okay. I can relate that to experience in my career. Please. When I was a senior veteran salesperson, like you're talking, you know, top of the board every month, salesman of the year. <laughs> And they said, hey, John, why are you such a jerk? Why don't you go help some of the new people? Right. I said, OK, if you give me half their deal, i right. will help them. <laughs> so I would go. So you I, were all about the team. Well, I would have a couple of Yeah, right. I'd say, OK, you see that guy out there? Look at that <laughs> trunk. You go help <laughs> him. I'm going to give you about seven minutes. And then I'm going to come out there and say, hey, how's it going? <laughs> No, I want you. And then, as you
1: were on your way to go talk to that guy, you'd grab another one of your mentees yeah. and go. All right, while I'm talking to this guy, go get that couple over there and go ahead and show show them a couple if you things. Can get I'll them inside. Done.
0: That's all you're, you're gonna get a half a deal. And let me tell you, if you sell this one on your own, you're gonna get a hundred twenty five dollar mini. Right. <laughs> if, if you take half of it, and I help you sell it, you're right. gonna make two fifty. Right. You're gonna get a five hundred dollar bill. Right. What do you want? <laughs> right. Yeah. go, Hey, it's up to you, man. Go out there on your own. It's, uh, it, it's funny, they would. They'd go sell it. Screw that John Higgins guy. They'd go sell one on their own. Oh, man. Shoot, I got a $125 mini. Right. Hey, Higgins, help me on the next one. So, what were you doing to make them better? <laughs> I let them witness my greatness.
1: Okay. So you would at least allow that you wouldn't when you sat down with their customer, yeah, to close them. Yeah. You would at least let them stay. You wouldn't go, "Okay, now I'm not with this guy. Go go grab somebody else." Yeah, <laughs> you hey, would at go, least let them participate. "Mr. Customer, that.
0: would you like some coffee? Popcorn?" Yeah. Hey, uh, "Hey, Jimmy, go get yeah. some coffee, will you?" <laughs> "Cream, sugar?" "No, yeah. Okay." Uh, but no, I, I mean I would I'm making a joke of it, but You know, my time was valuable. I had put in 15 years or, you know, 12 years to get as good as I was and not to be conceited, but that's worth something. Okay. Uh, And what better way to learn? I mean, when I was first starting out, I went around to all of the top salesmen in the dealer with a little memo pad and said, tell me two things I can do. You know, tell me one thing I can do to be as good as you. Okay. Uh, And so I had literally still have the notepad of all of these little tips and tricks. Well, my forte was closing. I, I was I wasn't I had enough product knowledge to get through a conversation, but I was i I'm never really a car guy. You know, I wasn't dazzled by powertrains and Right, and horsepower. Yeah. So what I was good at it was was the interaction, the closing, the getting to yes. Okay. So yeah, I mean I would have the guy sitting next to me and I would Say, now, look, don't say a word. Yeah. <laughs> you know, even if, you know, if I'm nodding my head, you can nod your head. Yeah, and I I certainly experienced as a manager sitting
1: there and taking a TO and having the yeah. new car sales guy next to me. And I'm getting them to yes on this, you know, $560 payment. And the customer's on board, and I'm walking through it, and I'm ready to close them. And all of a sudden, the new guy goes, but they didn't want to be over 450 Right. And I'm like... I'm going to kill you. I'm going to slit your throat right here in front of this customer. Shut your told mouth. You that. Yeah. I understand they told you that, and then and all a sudden, of course the, the customer it. goes, "Yeah, I, I forgot. Yeah, you're right. I, you know, God, what was I thinking? I, I had 450. That's it. That's my." So uh, yeah, but so as a manager, mm-hmm. right? I mean, you know, as a salesperson, your time was valuable. As a manager, same kind of dichotomy there as. If this guy sells it, right, if I can help him close, still more money in your pocket as a manager, right? I mean, you're paid off the
0: gross. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, I mean, you don't want to give them away either. Right. Yeah, if you're getting paid a, a percentage of the gross, yeah, you, you want to hold as much profit as, as possible. And you've become much
1: kinder and mellower <laughs> in your age here because I know, John, yeah. that you really get a great deal of satisfaction from going in and seeing people develop and grow and
0: Yeah, absolutely get I mean, those aha moments. After having some of those experiences, you know, I mean it, it makes you feel good. Like number one, you're giving back because people help you along the way. Right. You know, and it would be selfish to take all that valuable information and, and turn not, it into money and then not give it away to somebody give else. Give it to the next generation. Yeah, yeah. So and you know the, the the thank yous feel good. I mean, I'm not going to lie; it's, yeah. they're very humbling to have someone call you out of the blue and, you know, a year after you have worked with them and say, "Hey, man, I've got this situation going on. What yeah. would you do?" Yeah. You know, or hey, hey, thanks, man. They're making me manager now. Yeah. You know?
1: Well, even early on, I mean, one of our first podcasts, we had a, a somebody who listened to it who said, commented and said, "I listened to your podcast and." here's what I was able to do. I, I, yeah. One girl, at, uh, I think she was a BDC manager, but oh, had some yeah. great, you know, return because she employed something that we
0: come Yeah, I on. mean, we tried to, Nail down at least a few concrete. What can you take away from this podcast today that will make you more money or sell you another unit? Okay, so let's talk more specifics. What does some specific things that mentoring looks like? I, I think number one, and I think you agree with me, is having a one-on-one on a regular basis. Yeah, You know, let's go through... Um, yeah, there's... Say there's seven steps in a road to the sale. You might have somebody that gets hung up on step two, where another salesman gets hung up on step five. Yeah. Well, if we don't know that, like you said about Larry White, that one thing that amazed you about his management style was he would yell at the ex-Marine to go get off your butt and go do what you're supposed to do. Right. And then... You know the the new G- Gen X or whatever millennial, right. he would be like, "Well, how would you feel?" You know, or, yeah, you know, well, not yeah. baby. Let's, them, let's talk through this. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah,
1: yeah. Let, let me help you understand exactly what's going on here. Right, and I think it's yeah, it's that uh, tailoring the message to the person, but it takes understanding the person and yeah. and what I've seen in dealerships more often than I would like is the management staff doesn't spend, they spend more time with the top producers than they do with the struggling salespeople. Right. I mean, they kind of, yeah. it's almost like they write off somebody who is a poor producer and, you know, just kind of wait them, yeah. wait for them to self-terminate. Yeah, well, I mean, do
0: you feed the, you know, you do you take care of the winning horse or do you try to coach the one that has lost every race? Yeah, but you know, how obviously many... Obviously, I care and I want them to get better. But if they're not putting in the effort, if they're not training on their own... Right. You know, right. if they're just saying, hey, I suck and I don't want to get any better. Yeah, but... Okay, you well, can suck somewhere else.
1: Yeah, but at what point is it that they... have they're not getting any real direction. They're struggling and stumbling right. through. Uh, I, I think that's that the dichotomy of leadership. That's the next book in the series by those uh, uh, Navy SEALs, Jocko uh, uh, what's it, Jocko Willem or something like that. I can't think of the last thing anyway. Uh, Willem
0: Defoe? Yeah.
1: So <laughs> uh, anyway, that that it's there's there's such a balance between you know caring about people, but holding them accountable, and yeah. you know, being their friend, but being the authority figure.
0: Well, I and, think it also goes back to the manager doing their own self-training. Yeah. You know, listening to podcasts about the car business, reading books, uh, staying up to date on current trends and new developments. You know, in, in products, right, and technology. Well, and. And there's certainly those square peg round hole issues, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, if I've invested
1: time into this individual, they're struggling and I've really tried to guide them, right? I've given them resources. I've done my one-on-ones with them. I've, you know, walked through their process to see where are the sticking points and where are you not getting it and giving them advice. and, And if they're still not improving, they're not getting it. Well, at some point I have to say, you know what? You're just a square peg in a round hole. This isn't suited for you. Yeah. So, you know, and I feel like, you know, many times in my career, I've had to let somebody go. I've had to fire people. Yeah. Hate it every time. It sucks. Right? I mean, you're impacting somebody's life. It's, you know, it's going to be a a bad day for them and a, a scar on their ego. But I can honestly say I feel like every time it was a square peg round hole issue. Mm-hmm. It was somebody who was not well-suited
0: for the role that they were in. Yeah, and maybe it's a case where you can find a more suitable role. Right. And you know, maybe they didn't make it as a salesperson, but they'd be a great BDC agent or a great service advisor. Right. Or a greeter. Or, uh,
1: or a porter. Yeah. Or, or, or a Or washing customer. cars. Yeah, customer. Whatever. But, uh, and... Uh, I always say, you know, every when I've let people go, I have seen those people who've gone on to do something that they were better suited for. They actually ended up making more money at, and they were much more successful at. Right. And I say of those people, when you ask them about Ray West. They don't say, oh, Ray, man, he, he helped me out so much by firing me because now I was able to go. No, they go, Ray, he's an asshole. Yeah. That guy's a jerk. He fired me, right? I mean, they of course, it's difficult. It's hard on them and, you know, it's shot and scrolling on their ego. But I can honestly say it wasn't just that I took the easy path. Oh, you're failing. You know what? Let me get rid of you. I wanted to at least be able to look myself in the mirror and say, you know what? I tried to work with that person every way I could, or had other people around who were working yeah. with that, pe- that person.
0: You have on slacks today? Yeah, I wear got pants a, most days. You got right? a job in her, yeah? No, I, no, these are uh Oh, they're like uh, cool outdoor, pants. outdoor pants? Yeah, oh.
1: they're my, uh,
0: my regular thing here. <laughs> they're not uh, polyester? What, yeah, you know what? It, uh,
1: because we're on camera, Yeah. I'm sitting kind of around the corner here. Yeah. Normally
0: I sit over there. Yeah. So you can't see my pants. Because you, you try to hide them. No. What, do you come in here in like uh, uh, plaid golfers. You wouldn't pants? know.
1: You wouldn't. I could. I maybe. Maybe I do. <laughs> right. You don't know, right? I mean, you're you're very easily distracted today. Mm. I ain't jumping across the table for the camera. You notice my my pants. And, you yeah. Know, having a hard time staying on topic here, John. So mentoring versus managing. So when is it appropriate
0: to manage? I think all throughout the process it's important to manage. Yeah. As well as mentor. I think uh I think that the two things can congruently be undertaken as a uh as an endeavor right. that will uh, flourish in a team and a dealership atmosphere uh, to the success of all those involved.
1: Okay, I, I'm, I'm watching my computer here because I think that was about 24 seconds of you saying nothing. <laughs> I mean, it was just all... <laughs> just, you didn't get and and, and uh, they flourish in an environment <clears throat> of, you know, both. And, uh, yeah, So... Here let
0: me try. Let me try again. Do you know Raleigh Gettings? Uh, yeah. Oh, Raleigh. Raleigh Gettings was my first sales manager in the car business. Sure. Okay. GSM actually. And here is a page out of that notepad that I told you I carried around. Right. And it says Raleigh wisdom number one. Follow me. All right. Where I learned follow me. Uh. Number two. And so did
1: you employ Follow Me? Yeah. Did it work? Absolutely. All right. Do you train new salespeople Follow Me? Absolutely. Do you train anything besides Follow Me?
0: Absolutely. Okay. Raleigh Wisdom number two. Before the greeting, always approach the buyer when in a crowd. Never look around at other salesmen. Uh, You can't read your own writing? Never look around at other salesmen. Oh, never give up and up. Right. Never give up and up. Never give up and up. You and see up. somebody pulling in, you go get them. You don't look around and go, hey, do y'all mind if I get... Right. Can I go? As soon as you see yeah. him boy, make that D-line. Yeah. You just start walking. So were, those were
1: mentoring things that he did for you. Yeah. Never prejudge. Always assume the sale. Now, did you seek out that from him or yeah. did he say, hey, I've got...
0: Some wisdom well, for you. Write this down. I sought it out. Okay. I liked him. He was good. He, uh, I, I could listen to him close a deal. I listened to him talk to a customer. I'm like, this guy is good, man. He's slick. Right. He knows what he's doing. I'm like, help me. Help me do what you do. So if, if we've got a salesperson who
1: doesn't have that confidence or initiative or whatever it was that motivated John Higgins to do that, mm-hmm. what, what would you do? What would you say? Uh,
0: not not then, everybody. Then
1: don't be a car salesman. No, <laughs> <I
0: mean. laughs> no
1: but, but how about going to the, all your new people and hopefully you're doing some kind of Green Pea training and say, yeah. find people in this dealership that you see are very <laughs> successful and go to them and say,
0: hey man, give me some wisdom, right? Help me out. Yeah. Well, I mean, let's face it, Ray. You have th- this business is full of Type A red personalities, right? You have top salesmen that are busy being top salesmen, right? Right. They don't want to be bothered by the guy that probably won't be here in two weeks. Right. Hey, tell me how you've done this so well for 15 years. Okay. Uh, I think that falls on the manager's job to do that mentoring training. I think primarily, but I think if if you've got a good
1: team environment, one, and two, I think there is that ego stroking of i mean you know when i was very successful in the car business and and would have people even before i was in management come to me and and ask for my help i kind of felt the pride of hey man you know you you see something in me that you feel like is would help you with success yeah man i'm you know i mean not too many people when they're asked to help are gonna just flat out go you know
0: figure it out for yourself here you go. Get Lawson. out of my way. Lawson Owen, September of 2014. You know who Lawson Owen is? Yes, very well. He's well known in the car business. Huge fan. Success is found in the daily habits. Successful people do things daily. Others do them occasionally. The proper activities will produce the proper re- results.
1: So, and And I think those kind of stem on not just math, math. not metal. I love that. Right. And those stem not just on that, you know, mentorship holding their hand, but also go to the management.
0: Managers trigger deals. Right. Another one. Join the conversation the customer is already having in their mind. I love that one. Yeah. Because you know a customer walks in with a preconceived idea of what's going to take place. Right. And it's usually negative. Right. With a With a negative impression of the sales force.
1: And and when I hear <clears> that, it's not just uh, overcoming their negative you know, inclinations when they walk in the dealership, but it's also they have a price point in mind and they've got, you know, concerns, whether it's the value of their trade or what their payment's going to be. It's joining in on that. What are all your considerations? Not just, uh, oh God, these guys are going to try to, you know, kill me with this thing.
0: Yeah, I think that's... Um...
1: There's more to the conversation than just the their negative... Feelings toward the dealership. I think there's a, you know, man, you know, I really can't afford to go over five hundred bucks in my budget. I, don't know. Or,
0: I mean, I think that they do their homework online and know what they want to pay. Right. They know have an idea of what yours costs and an idea of what theirs is worth. Right. But then they come in and they expect for none of those numbers to be the same numbers that you give them.
1: Right. But that's what I'm saying. Join in those that side of the conversation. Join in the. You know, these are the numbers that I'm seeing,
0: and these are the payments that I'm considering. Okay. And You know what I'm saying? No. To sell and deliver, let's see here. To sell and deliver more cars, we have to increase the manager's awareness in real time. I like that. Here's the last one I'll share is, do you have an opportunity problem or an opportunity management problem? I like that. Do you have an opportunity problem or an opportunity management problem?
1: Yeah, well, that could be a whole podcast.
0: What about this one? I forget where it went. So when you said this was oh, the last one you were going to share, you no, know? this was the last one. Bump the trade, cut the deal, and roll the steel. <laughs> Bump the trade, cut the deal, and roll the steel. Man, that sounds like Lawson Owen, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Sounds like something he'd say. I think he did. Right. <clears throat> huh? I think he did. That's he why did you wrote it down. down. Absolutely. Are you? Uh, are you good? Are you here, buddy? <laughs> are you? I feel like I'm throwing things at you,
1: and you're just, you know, I don't, I don't. I, I think we're getting off of that mentor versus manage. Yeah, I
0: mean, it's boring the shit out of me,
1: bro. Really? Yeah. <laughs> well, you you know, you, you come at it from i I'm a mentor guy. I'm a, you know, yeah. I want to develop people and stuff. And then you're coming at me with, you uh, give me half a deal. Uh, you know, what's in it for me? It's well, I'm an, old, I'm an old school sales guy. Uh, what the hell do I want to spend time with you for?
0: <laughs> I mean, we got a... to... A manager has a requirement. It's a job responsibility to mentor and lead their employees. Right. And then I asked you. It's not an employee's job to mentor and manage his fellow employees. But then when I asked you about the weak guy and you're like, yeah, if he doesn't want to do it himself,
1: then, you know, whatever. Right. I mean, I've pointed out that, you know, you got your underperformer. I think and I, managers spend more time with the performers and you're like, "Yeah, well, you want to spend time with your, your yes, leading horse and not yes, spend time." With I don't it.
0: see what you're not getting
1: about this. So you don't think that that they should be spending at least as much
0: time with the weak performers, if
1: not as but I would contend, not. more time.
0: No, I, but why? That's that's like that's the absolute rule. You spend 80% of your energy on 20% of your production. I want to spend 80% of my energy on the guy producing 80% of my production. Yeah, but if and I... Did, the, and the weak sucks, get the weak amount of time. Right, but I, I'm probably going to
1: get... If somebody's, let's say, an 18-car-a-month guy... This is a good
0: first episode <laughs> to be streaming.
1: He, he's probably going to be an 18-car-a-month month guy, If he, especially if he's seasoned and he's been in the business you, for any length that of time. mentoring
0: and managing and building him up won't bring him to 25? Well, I, I think... He's easier to get more production out of than a weak guy. See, I disagree. Do you? Yeah, I think. Why it's is the be- guy weak? It's because he's unprepared. He hasn't done his own training, well, but, or or we haven't spent the time with him because we spent all of our time with the the hot
1: shot, right? I Chicken mean, or the egg, right? If, if we're just totally ignoring, him, that's what I'm saying. I mean, you know, I see that. If I could take that, you know, eight car a month guy and get him to
0: be a 12 car a month guy. When I talk about mentoring versus he'll managing. stay
1: a 12 car a month I guy. When I talk about
0: mentoring versus managing, Ray, I'm talking about you have a new initiative or you have um, things that your sta- sales staff are not doing, even if service staff, whatever, BDC staff. The best way to get them engaged and get them to do the things that. You know, will be more, make the team more successful is by speaking in terms of their interests. Okay, and it's an old Dale Carnegie principle. Right. You you find out what's important to them, and you relate the task to that importance. Right. So, are you
1: assuming the weak guy? Yeah. Has already had all of this instilled
0: in him, and he's still weak. No. No. But there has to be a level of, do you not disagree that there are weak salesmen that are just never going to be good salesmen? Square peg round hole. Absolutely. Okay. I don't want to spend 80% of my training time on that guy. Right. I want to spend it on the top guy and make him even better or the top 10 people, you know, whatever. Right. I mean, this is, a, these are extreme examples. They are the extreme. worst guy and the best guy. Right. But, but how am I going to know that that eight car a month guy can't be a 12? 12... I don't think an eight car a month guy is a horrible salesman. Right, four-car-a-month guy is. So you're I mean, saying? the national average is eight, I think. Right. Yeah. So he's an average salesman. Right. I could train him. Okay. How about the four? Uh, but at what point,
1: <laughs> I, I think, if we don't spend time with, let's say, the four-car-a-month guy mm-hmm. to find out, is it that you're just not suited for this job?
0: Is he turning over every opportunity? Is right. he giving the manager right. a shot at every deal? Well, if if we're ignoring him, you, I guarantee you he's not. If he's selling four cars a month, there's there's no way you could put a toddler as a car salesman. And if they just upped people and took them to the manager, they'd sell eight cars a month. Okay. But so when you say this guy's the weakest guy on the lot, he's not even trying. He's not following the process. Right, but. It- knowing that
1: training mentorship and coaching mm-hmm. is sorely lacking in the industry yeah. right is it that nobody's ever taken the time i mean you've said before right people want to succeed nobody is yeah. goes into a job thinking you know i'm i'm just going to you know, roll by, do as little as possible. And I mean, they at some point when they took the job, there was that opportunity for greatness. And if we haven't spent the time to determine, I, I think it's just as valuable for us to spend the time determining if this weak guy is potentially a strong guy and
0: just was never approached. Nobody ever took the time to see what was going to be the motivating I mean, somebody hired him, right? Somebody showed him where his desk was and how to fill out a deal sheet. All right. And if that's all we did, and he's just
1: floundering, well, then, and he's not the kind of self-motivating then, guy then like you are, fire the manager.
0: That that's his onboarding process. Uh,
1: but I, I mean, come on, man. Right, and, where and, are you getting this stuff? Have you not seen the onboarding process at the majority of dealerships?
0: Yeah, that's the that's the way it, that's the way it worked for you and I. There's your desk. There's a the lot right, to go sell a car, right? But, but I I so the good ones got out their notepad, and went and asked, "How do I sell a car?" All right. So we just keep you know letting the poor ones
1: fail and no. I, I, I think you know they you It seems like you're saying two two oppositional things. Okay. Right. If you you want the the weak ones to go away, right?
0: I, I which no. I would agree with. No. If they're a square peg on a hole, if they're not suited for the job. I don't want anybody to go away. I'm I'm all for fire them up, not fire them. But if they aren't putting forth no effort and failing, that's different than putting forth 100% effort and failing. I'm going to help the guy that's failing but trying as hard as he can.
1: Right. But how are you going to know if he's trying as hard as he can? Or maybe it's that.
0: He's well, never been directed as scenario to where you lay out. Somebody else hired him. Somebody else trained him. And now he's on my team and he sucks. Like, all right. So the process broke down at the beginning.
1: Right. By whoever.
0: If I'm the one that hired him right. and six months later he sucks and has never been trained, that's on me. That's on my process of onboarding. Right.
1: But you're so you're assuming that the person who hired him spent the time to learn who yeah. he was what his motivators were and yeah. and guided him in a way considering his personality yeah. type yeah. to say hey here's the way to be successful and kind well, of trick sure him all that it. right that's what i'm saying is that probably did not happen Yeah. What most likely happened was somebody onboarded him, and, you know, nobody really took interest in the guy. I wonder if this is going to be entertaining at all to listen to. He's doing the few things that he knows to do, and nobody's really directed him otherwise. Maybe he's frustrated. Uh And I think it's worth the investment to look at that guy and say, you know what? Okay. Let me take an interest in this guy and see if there's, you know, that he just doesn't. Is it KNOW or NO? That
0: takes 15 minutes, Ray. Really? Yeah.
1: That's mentoring and coaching to you fifteen minutes? <laughs> hey, are you motivated? Great. Get your ass up and go learn something. Here, here's a book. <laughs> no, Read <what>? it. <laughs> you are very obstinate
0: today. Uh, You're very pugilistic today. Well I I just I think that there's value Why in- Why are you like you lower your tone now since I called you pugilistic? <laughs> is, is that what I'm supposed to do? You call I don't pugilistic know. and I lower my tone? <laughs> Andrew, that's what just happened. <laughs> Uh, no, I'm mirroring you. You lowered your tone, so I'm lowering uh, my tone. I think it takes 15 minutes to figure out, is it an NO problem or a KNOW problem? Okay. And if it, again, even if it's an NO problem, I've run across those before and they turn out to be great BDC people or salespeople or service advisors. All right. It's because, one, because they never got any buy-in, right. right? It's like going, you know, you and I used to travel around and set up BDCs. Well you walk in, you can't just walk in and say, All right guys, here's how we do it. This is the book, we're gonna do it by the book now. This is your job, that's your job, that's your job, everybody gonna do their job. Right. You can't start like that. Because you got half the people or more they go, What the hell is this stupid crap? Another thing we're gonna do for three weeks and then quit, uh, that'll never work, right? Right. You gotta you gotta go in there and you ask questions. All right, what are you doing now? What problems are you running into? Right. You know, what, what would you do to solve those problems? And a lot of times you ask these questions and they get to, well, I don't know. We've tried everything I thought of doing. Right. You know, here's what we did. And you go, okay, what if this? What if that? Okay. And they're like, you know what? You you seem like you know what you're talking about. I'm going to give this a shot. All right. Hey, team, come here. We're going to try this. Right. And then, okay, 15 minutes up, I'm out. <laughs> That's different <laughs> than a new salesman, right? You said uh, uh, well, there's two totally different scenarios. Are you going to call but me up anybody, for treating
1: them the same? But anybody who is is uh, in your scenario, a four car a month guy, yeah, has not been there a year. Right. Uh, he's gonna I he's gonna self terminate, <laughs> or we're gonna fire him, right? I mean, if he's a year into his uh, okay, okay into his into his draw, okay. You know, at some point in that year, so we're going to go, do, shit, what this you, guy's never going to get out of the hole. How would
0: you fix that situation?
1: If it's a square peg round hole issue, if he is not suited for this job, yeah. I'm going to promote him to a customer. I'm going to say, hey, man, okay, this so is for you. Okay, so you'd fire him. option A.
0: Right. a- so after, what else would you do? How, that's mentoring or managing. Which one does that follow? But this to? is
1: post-following <laughs> me taking the time <laughs> more than 15 minutes
0: to try to coach this guy. So that I can know at the end of the day... Okay, what, are you going to spend four hours a day with him for the next week? No, but I... I, Talk to me. What are you going to do?
1: I'm gonna meet with him a couple times a week, maybe okay. you know an hour at a time, three okay. days, three three days during the week, okay, right, and sit with him and and maybe even you know kind of walk through his process with him and be the guy who uh, takes the to and says, all right, go get that customer, you know, come back to me once you get that customer sat down and oh uh, well the guy left, okay, what happened, what right, spend a little time walking through his process with him, invest a little energy in the guy over you know, some, some time, not
0: 15 minutes, one time. Hey, here's what to do. Go do it. Uh, oh, you didn't do it. Oh, you go. Gonna... Right. You said, how do I know what, whether it's a KNOW problem or an NO problem? And you said, you would know, in 15 minutes. Yes. All right. I didn't say I'd train the guy and he'd go from four cars a month to 15 cars a month in 15 minutes. All right. right. You asked me one question to figure out and I gave you the answer that I could figure that out in 15 minutes. Okay. Are you telling me that you couldn't figure that, that answer in 15 minutes? That you need to talk to the guy for three hours a week, every couple of days, to figure out whether it's an NO problem or a k problem? I
1: think the, the ones that are obvious, I don't think they're all quite so obvious, right? Maybe
0: not to you. <laughs> I can figure it out in 15 minutes.
1: So, you know, hey. You want to listen,
0: take a break? D- 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 dealers out
1: there... Listen, hire John. Let him sit with all your people for 15 minutes, and he's going to be able to map. You out. Hey, these, these eight guys right here, they're your producers. These put, guys, they're dead weight. Get I rid put,
0: of them. I wouldn't say that. I, I, I told you, I don't fire anybody. I try not to. I've maybe recommended that three people be fired in, like, eight years. All right. It's just not a thing I'm a fan of. I, I might say this isn't the role for them say that quite often, but no, most of the time I think if somebody is committed to try, when I first got into sales, I didn't think I could be a car salesman. Right. Most I people do I, I wasn't slick enough. I right. wasn't, you know, friendly didn't, enough. Didn't I have all the I, answers. I wasn't outgoing enough. Yeah. Right. I and mean, I was kind of an introvert. I'm not a quote unquote
1: salesperson. I was the yeah. same way. Oh no, that's gold. not for me. Yeah. Right. i Yeah. No,
0: no polyester suits anywhere right. in my closet. I'm not it's that a, guy. So I committed, I told the dealer who hired me, I had an interview with the actual dealer principal, which now that I've been doing this for 20 years, I see how odd that was. I mean, maybe at a 50 car a month dealership, but this was a 250 car a month dealership. Uh, And I interviewed with the guy and I said, look, I don't know anything about the car business. I I promise you, I'll give it a hundred percent. If you'll teach me, I'll do my best to learn. Okay. And so, yeah, I set about seeking that knowledge and soaking that up like a sponge because i wanted to be successful i wanted to be the top guy okay and i think it number one this business attracts those types of people well and and number two you find out within six weeks whether they're that kind of people or not Uh, uh, now now the business is changing and as we get more you know pc and you know you can read the the, the news articles or the media articles want you to believe that, oh, the millennials, it's a softer, more engaged society, you know, whatever.
1: And, and I... Maybe. I suggest that it's not necessarily that those people are drawn to the car business, yeah. but the way the car business has employed mentoring versus managing yeah. means that those are the people... Because we know dealerships, the sales floor, is a revolving door in most dealerships. It's rare that a sales team will remain the same for a full year, right? I mean, the dealerships are constantly hiring because well, they're constantly might, losing
0: people. You might have a few, but I mean, I think the good ones stay. Right, but the, but so I think that the reason you associate
1: that as that's what a successful car salesperson looks like is because we haven't taken the time to try to develop those people who weren't of that attitude. We've had, uh, you know, as many come through and leave who said, you know, oh, screw this. It's not for me. Some of those could have been salvaged had we mentored them
0: as my position. I think it's the 80-20 rule, though. You're going to spend 80% of your time on on what amounts to 20% of your production.
1: Right. But it, it, it's, I think, a key responsibility as a manager is once we invest the money, because we invest more money in a new hire than anybody else in the dealership. So if we're investing that kind of money, it's worth my time to spend that time with them to determine, are you a guy who just needs a different kind of uh, approach from a manager as far as getting you to the point of success? Or are you just not willing to participate in your own success? And then, yeah, you need to go.
0: Well, if our listeners have thoughts on this,
1: yeah, has anybody we had any viewers? We, we have
0: eight viewers right now. Yeah, on our first one. All right, pretty good, huh? Any, any comments? Uh, there are a few, but if somebody is listening to this recorded version of this podcast, right, and uh, I'm sure that you will post it to our social media, IG and LinkedIn, and I will. You know, I hope that they will comment and and pick a winner. Who's right? I want a poll up there and I want somebody to pick who's right. Okay. And who's the idiot. All right. (laughs) And that's. (laughs) And I want it phrased like that. Who's right
1: and who's the idiot? Right. Right. Because that's what was giving me my comment was because whoever they disagree with is an idiot. Absolutely. Right. It's not just that they don't agree
0: with them. All right. Well, Ray, I see that we're about at an hour. Yeah. Oh, this, no, this has been so. a
1: long, uh, a long journey. Here. Well, why
0: don't we wrap it up and uh, we will revisit this. Do we have topics laid out for the next few uh, difficult customers? Difficult
1: customers, that. which we've said was going to be entertaining, uh, unique selling propositions. I like that. Yeah. Uh, complete opportunity development. Okay. And then I also wanted to discuss in the future podcast the effective virtual showroom. Okay. Are we really? Do we really have a virtual
0: showroom, or is it just an online presence? All right, I'd like to eventually. I don't think we've done this before. Is talk about campaigns? You know how to find and build an effective, you know, unit producing campaign. Something that we can proactively do. You know, if we're sitting at the dealer and uh, you know we have two ups today, well, are we just going to sit there and wait for those two ups to show up, or are we going to be doing something proactive? You know, either sales, BDC, service, whatever. All right. All right. Well, thank you, everyone, uh, for listening to Saturday Morning Sales Meeting. We greatly appreciate it. We hope you'll join us again. Thank you for listening.
1: podcast, you can go to SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com where you can listen to additional episodes, read articles, and learn more about
0: John and Ray. We also cover topics such as automotive sales and service best practices, training, and techniques that you can put in place today to sell more vehicles and write more ROs. Or gain more dollars per RO. To register for a total dealership assessment, you can visit the website for more information or simply send an email to info at SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com. What's that email address again? It's info Ray at Saturday dot com. It's info Ray at Saturday Morning dot com. No, Ray, it's just info at Saturday dot com. So
1: just info at Saturday dot com. You've got it. Great.